This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Uh, do we appreciate what we saw last night? Is it 7 o'clock? We're talking Spurs. Um, we do accept small victories here on r in the Morning. And I'll take the small victory of a competitive game that I could watch all the way through without deciding, you know what, let me see what's on Netflix because they're actually going to compete. They started to compete better in the third quarter. Actually, you know, and then in the fourth quarter, I feel like the Lakers kind of started scoreboard watching, kind of clock watching. All right, let's get out of here. We're up 20. And in in the Spurs, you know, defense, they kept playing, kept plugging away, got some stops, started executing, and made it a very competitive game. And then only to have it ruined by careless turnovers late in the game. Like, you know, pretty much mm-hmm. what's, what's ailed them in the entire season is careless turnovers. Like, un- it's one thing, you know, it's a bunch of ball pressure, teams pressing you, they're up in you defensively, and you just keep turning. No, some of these are just like, hey, I'm just going to throw it just, across the court. Just see slop. if it gets over there. But eighth graders, would, would like you said, it, uh, and your first time on basketball, you make a skip pass, you skip that middle, and you're running bleachers. Right. I mean, that's just dumb. You don't do that in seventh grade, and you certainly don't do it in the NBA. And they continue to do that, and it's been to, to their detriment. On the good side of things, you know, Victor – is a very thoughtful kid. I mean, it, when he talks about the game, he really does. You can tell that he has considered every facet of the game. He's a very he's, been, he's, type he's one of those kids that's been groomed exactly for this moment for quite some time, and he understands. I think more than most nineteen-year-old kids, the problem, you know, the issues that he has, his. His skill set, the issues that he's got to grow. Right. And it needs to be more consistent. You know, there's that consistency thing that that I guess, you know, every young player has to go through. I want to talk, you know, we, the last time we saw them play, I, I, I defined it as the worst game in Spurs history. With the Houston one? The Houston game, because not only did it set a record for the most and the longest but it was, you know, the, the three-point shooting was as atrocious as it has ever been. The turnovers were as, as bad as it's ever been. But Pop post-game came out and said, you know what? I saw a lot of good things out there. You know? And when he said that, I thought, dude, you are putting lipstick on a pig. What are you talking about? Well, it turns out that what he did see was good because we saw a little bit of it in the third or the fourth quarter last night. This is Pop last night. Sure, you know, it's always the mantra, uh, especially for a young team. Uh, 48 minutes is a long time, you know. Uh, but tonight I felt better after the is Houston it? game. You know, we did a lot of good things in the Houston game. We just were pitiful from three, obviously. But I felt a lot better after that game than I did at halftime tonight because I, I didn't think that we competed and I didn't think we played wisely. Uh, we were sloppy, trying to do things quickly. Uh, we did nothing that the basketball gods would be happy about. Uh, second half, I felt good. I thought they played a basketball game. They competed. They made some pretty good decisions. Everybody makes mistakes. Both teams do. But on the second half, they, they competed and executed to win. And so I'm glad about that. I want to see how it carries over to Friday. 
Greg Popovich post game last night at the Spurs. Get close, go down by three, almost. Well, they covered. If you were betting uh, the Spurs, you you got paid. So it's those little victories that we're learning to to grab a hold of. Um, it was interesting to see the continued effort at center for Wimby, and but this time he went against a, another true center. I think for the first time, and defensively it was apparent. You know all the things that we know about him. He's not strong and he's not comfortable in the post. Was apparent because AD took him to school last night. Yeah, he's he supposed did. to. And yeah. and I saw it like there's only once every full moon where AD's like, all right, I'm 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 I'm, I'm coming with it tonight. And last night was one of them. You could tell, and like. <clears throat> Jokers and beads, ADs, Giannis's. Like, there's going to be a few big men out there that say, you know, you know, like it's that it's the line in 300, you know, where Leonidas says, Immortals, <laughs> we're gonna put that name to the test. Like, biggest prospect of all time in all sports. AD was like, let me, let me put that to the test. And it's not often you get that AD where he's in attack mode like that, but he definitely wanted a piece of Wimby. And it showed, and, and he got the better of him. Now, the word I kept hearing yesterday, Rob, I heard the I heard the young word yesterday twice from the two guys that matter most, Greg Popovich and Victor Wimbanyama. And I'll put the Thunder aside because they have a first-team All-NBA team because the second-youngest team in the league is the Thunder. So it wouldn't even be fair for me to be like, well, they're just as young as us. Spurs' average age is 23.52. I'll go to the Charlotte Hornets. Do you feel like we're in a better place than the Charlotte Hornets, who are right behind the Spurs at 24.2? Yes, far and away. We're better than the Hornets? I think we're in a far better place, yeah. What 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 do you see? No, I'm just, I, no, I'm, no, I do. I, I, and it just, if Ball was healthier, if, if Miles yeah, he's had, had an been, ankle thing. If Miles wasn't violent and crazy... Um, if yeah, their right draft now, picks had been appropriate, like Kai had turned out, if they'd been able to hold on to some, their their future is as murky today as it's ever been. Where the Spurs, at least they know the, where they're going, despite the record. Despite, despite the, the record, because Charlotte's at seven and fifteen. I would far okay. prefer to be a Spur right now. Uh, Portland, Portland, uh, shoot, Portland. Uh, I think Portland think and Portland? San Antonio are kind of in the same place. Because they're going to have to now. They're adjusting they're to life better. without six, name. Yeah, they're six and sixteen. Scoot, you know they they do have Anthony Simmons and they do have the kid from Kentucky, mm-hmm. Shaden. They're in a good Sharp. position. They're in the same position as okay. the Spurs, but they're. I think they're actually behind in their pro- growth because they're still learning to play without Dame. I mean, it took us two years to figure out Tim ain't coming in the game or Kawhi. You know what I and mean? Kawhi. So, Orlando. No, they're far ahead. Far One, ahead two, of where three, the Spurs four. are. But they've better. had a whole bunch of yes. picks to try to figure it out. But I love that. I love where Orlando is, and like you said, it's taken them a decade to yeah. figure it out. But right now, they're as young, talented as any team has been in the last five years. They got a lot of young talent there. Utah. Man, I'm just going. I'm going you know, with the top you, I, young teams. Just as, just that's where I'm comparing. Now that the season's lost, let's see where we're at amongst the other young teams. Utah's what do you think of Utah? Better. Utah is ahead, older, and better. But I'm not sure what Utah is right now. Okay. I like the Danny Ainge is a is a witch. He is the guy drafts. He really does. Right, and he's made some really good moves. Because how, what is the big? What is the difference between a team that average age is twenty three and a team like the Pacers, who we think a lot of, mm-hmm. their average age is twenty almost twenty five. Is it a huge difference? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Think about your your freshman year in high school to your sophomore year in high school. Or your freshman to junior. 
Because it's almost it's almost two years, really. You know what I mean? So yeah, think about so that. A year and a two half. years of growth. It's a huge difference. Two years of intelligence. Two years of being a pro. Two years of having money. Two years of understanding travel. Two years of finally understanding diet. All of those things. Yeah, it's a huge difference. Okay. And I'm not even applying what it's like to just step into a next level game. I'm I'm just talking about how you live. Two years, you're going to be better off. So yeah, I, handling fourth quarters, all that is a lot. So yeah, it is. a year and a half is a lot different. And you, yeah, so it is again, and I'm not making excuses. I'm just trying to say, okay, well, now that we know we're not winning 40 games, Rudy, you dumbass, let's see where we compare to the young team. And the only team I think is head and shoulders. And again, they've had over a decade to do it. The young team is head and shoulders, like way far ahead of us. And we both agree is that's the Orlando Magic. Now, by far, but they've got kids. But the problem is they don't, they're all, they're growing up together. Everybody on that team's twenty five. There's not a thirty year old balancing out a nineteen year old. You know what I mean? Right. So they're they're still lacking a little bit of that veteran something where you know I'm going to get X from this guy and Y from this guy every night. I can count on these stats and these numbers every night. And all the teams you just talked about, that's the separator. They don't. None of these teams have. The two guys that they know every night are going to provide a third, a quarter, a half of their points. Right. I mean, that, we know they're, they're, that's a pro, and none of these guys have it. And the Spurs, when you look at the lineup, when, when Anthony Davis was not in for the Lakers, that roster looked a lot like the Spurs roster. A lot of good young talent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But it, they needed Anthony Davis and LeBron and one other dude. Last, It's going to be Austin. That's the guy they've decided to to take them to that next level. And when we see the Spurs play well is when Keldon and Devin are also Playing in well. it to win it, and both of them played well last night, and that's why they were only three points away from your midseason tournament champion. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But it, it showed. No, it did. It did. And, again, I just I'm just – Happy that I got to finally watch a game all the way through the end. And I haven't, I haven't done that. I and did. Cared. Yeah, and I and I gave a damn. I was happy to see that. But you know that I was just wondering because I, I heard Victor say, "Well, you know, we're young," and then I heard Pop say, "Well, they know they're young." You know what I mean? So okay, I'm just it's when I crush. look when I look at the other teams that are right there with them, 23 to 24. There are some glaring differences at certain spots. Like again, Oklahoma is the second youngest team, but again, they got Shea. And they got giddy. So if those guys came to the league early. That's why they're young. But they're three, four-year vets. So even if you're 23, Rob, but you've been in the league five years, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you've been in the league four years since you're 19 and whatever. It's a huge difference no matter your age because you have four seasons, four NBA seasons under your belt. It's good to see in San Antonio's own Torian get a start last night. And you know what? I'm mad at myself yeah. for not bringing up. I'm mad at myself for yeah. not bringing up Torian, man. Well, That's San Antonio's own. Yeah, he's been, you forget, I kind of forget what team he's on, but yeah, Torian did come back home and he played like it. He looked good. I look like, I, Torian played like he had bought a bunch of tickets. <laughs> like, <you laughs> he know? did have fam in the building. <laughs> Torian played like, damn, you know, I got, I bought all these damn tickets. I'm going to get my shots up and he played well last but night. But the fact of the matter, and when you look at the Spurs starting lineup and you compare to what the Lakers started out with, with Cam Reddish, Rihachimura, Torian Prince, D'Angelo Russell, and Anthony Davis, of course, an all-star and played like it last night. There's not a lot of talent difference between the two. It's the separator is age and experience and savvy. Right. And the Lakers have it and the Spurs don't. And that's, and they lost despite having as good a quarter, especially fourth quarter as they've had in all of this season and maybe a lot of last season. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, that's fair. So I, I, I think we get so down on the situation that you forget that, like you're saying, they're young. And they're competing just like all the other young teams. They're not doing anything much worse than all the other teams. They just don't have the uh, superstars to kind of push the day. And when they do, when Keldon plays, when he is that last night, you get it. You get why, man, oh, man, he's not the worst Kentucky guy. <laughs> he's not the worst <laughs> Wildcat walking around it's ba- on it's, nights. It's bottling up those efforts. Now, again, I'm not asking. Keldon had 28 last night. I ain't asking him, to, not asking him to average 28. You know, I'm not asking him to do that, but I'm asking for that that tenacity and that aggressiveness and forcing the defense to make a decision that you can bring that to the table every night. And then he added an eight eight assists last night as well. And he didn't miss a three. He went four for four. Wow, that's a first. And Devin Vassell goes one for seven. Well, goes to show you shoot forty percent or better from the three. You're going to be competing in every night. They yeah. didn't win, but you shoot 40% from the three. You're going to be within five points at the end of the game. You always will be if you're shooting that kind of volume. You, I saw a bunch of people upset because they're Lake, well, they're LeBron fans. And they had to see him on the we, bench. We knew it was coming. Yeah, we knew it was coming. I thought it was going to be both. So my guess is AD sits Friday and LeBron plays you Friday. Get, you know, the problem with what happened yesterday was I was – I was seriously watching pre. I was waiting for the tweet. These are the starters. And then they go to, uh, I saw video of LeBron working out. So if I had tickets and I was going to stub hub them and try to bail for Friday, even two hours before the game, he's working out. So I thought, oh, we're going to get LeBron. Is that a league thing? How does that work? They don't, do they not want people bailing at the last minute or trying to sell them on the black market at the last minute? Like, why would they do that, not announce that up until tip off? Cause that's what it felt like. Cause I kept looking all day. Cause I had a couple buddies asking me, like, us, I, yeah. yeah, well, you, I'm sure I had a couple buddies like, man, I bought my tickets, my son, blah blah blah. Is he playing or not? Like, bro, my prediction, I would just kept telling people, I predict no, but I have no insider information. You, I literally copy and pasted that text to like six people. You know, as far as strategy goes, I get it. Oh, okay. you know what? I if I don't want you, but to if know you who can I'm go through a full warm up, yeah, I mean, shouldn't you be playing? That goes to the. You know, he's 35. He gets he that. Is. Like, he, you know, well, he's 38. I, I, well, yeah. But he's got that 35-year-old exception. I I don't know. I think there's also the friendly, uh, you'll get one of each. Kind yeah. of, you know, which one do you want tonight? <laughs> and, and, and Friday's ESPN. So, so LeBron's playing Friday. Be clear. We didn't know that. If we'd have known that yesterday, yeah, I no. think we'd have known it's, LeBron's it's, playing yeah, on ESPN. ESPN game Friday. So, and then they don't have another... They're off of national TV until January 4th when they face Giannis. And it'll be um, Wimby's first time to get to play Giannis. And I expect Giannis to attack him the same way Anthony Davis did because the bigs are going to come at him. You get the sense. I wish there was a cupcake in the next couple of games. I wish you don't consider one. New Orleans a cupcake? They might be, but right now they're not as long as Zion's staying away from them. As long as Zion stops eating the cupcakes, I think they're – but Pelicans are looking – when Zion's balling – that's yeah, a team that I don't want to play. Yeah, they're 14 and 11, 6 and 4 in their last 10. They won two in a row. That's, I mean, because I, I don't think they're going to beat LeBron Friday night on no. ESPN. So you get New Orleans and then you get Milwaukee. So the Milwaukee, they play them next Tuesday. So that won't be the first on TNT, but they play them next Tuesday. I see maybe New Orleans, Chicago, there, and then there's Utah. The there's the win, Chicago. Um, and, oh, oh, well, December 28th and December 29th, they go to Portland for two games in a row against Portland. Maybe that's it. They will end the year with a win. And damn, that one's strange, Rob, because they go back to back. 
Like you know, normally, yeah, it's not like a game. There's not a day in between. They play Portland on the 28th in Portland. Then they play Portland again on the 29th. What's the next game Portland. after that? How many days they get off? Three? Two. Two days? They go cross Ooh. country. They go, well, they come home to play Boston. Ooh. So not- if they, so if, if you really want me to be realistic, Rob, they probably don't win until they play Portland. You know, the sad thing is it's easy to accept the losses when you're down by three. 25 in the fourth. But the, the, the close ones are tough. And then last night you go, damn it, these boys deserve to win one. You know, when you're getting handed to it by right. 30, we understand the process and go on home practice and that's what it was. But last night there was, you want to get to be able to blow out the birthday candle. <laughs> Especially because you, know I mean? you, you fought so hard to get back, you tied yeah. the game up. And then again, with the thing that's ailed them all year long was really, really bad turnovers at an awful time. The one, you know, show her, Brandon. Malachi's throw, trying to throw the ball to Shohan. Shohan one-hands it like oh, he's holding God. a pizza, and Anthony Davis picks it off, and the the, the entire assistant coach staff lost their minds. Which I don't <laughs> blame them. Lost their minds. And, again, everybody wants to. Like, there's wanting to, like, hey, you know what, we're just trying to get better. But then there's also this where everybody wants to win. Like, you could tell by the reaction from the entire bench. Devontae Graham loses his mind. The entire assistant coach staff loses their mind. They want they want to they want to get a win because it's you know it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. It's embarrassing and it and it hurts everyone. It hurts everyone from top to bottom. One of the small benefits mm-hmm. of of playing competitive basketball is it does allow your coach to kind of coach you a little no, bit harder. Skeleton. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's had to be so nice to these poor guys after losing, losing, losing. Right. At least today he can walk to his guys as they do go through shoot-around and practice for tomorrow and can jump on them a little bit because they were competitive, and it's a lot easier to bring something negative to the table when the teams have just done something positive. You, now you can go, you know what, man, that was stupid. You know, the, that, that turnover right there, that's just stupidity. Yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know how to coach that out of you, but you're going to have to stop doing that. Where if they'd have done the same thing about Houston, you walk in, clapping your head, and go, "That's a good try." Yeah. I, I see what you were trying. Now you can come and say, "That's that's just stupid. Don't right. do that." Losers do that. Losers don't control the ball. Losers forget the value of the ball. That's what you did. Yeah, but that you can't say it when you're losing. No, <laughs> you know, because you're trying to pick them up. You can only say it when you're winning. You're trying to pick them up. Yeah. Close, but no cigar. We'll see what happens Friday night. What's the all-time record? 26? Well, so Philly had a carryover. They lost 28 in a row, but it was from one season mm-hmm. going into the next. But within a single season, it's the 2013-14 Sixers, 26, and the Cleveland Cavaliers team right after LeBron left at 26. So, so the records in a single season is 26. 26 is so the they're number eight away. But Detroit's at 21. Oh, it's, you know. So they're ahead of us. So they'll break the record before we do. But I don't think the Spurs break their record. They find New Orleans and Chicago. before There's New Orleans and Chicago and Utah before two games in Portland. That's what I'm looking at realistically. So they'll end Possibly. the year with a win. Maybe even a little win streak. Maybe a little streak. Because Portland, while they have four more wins, that's a definitely those are two winnable games. If you can go into Phoenix twice and win twice, I don't know why you can't go into Portland and win twice. Um. <clears throat> Excuse me. What'd you think of uh, what's that home home court uniform choices? You didn't like it. I already know when you asked me that. That means you don't like mm-hmm. it. What's wrong with? I don't it? know. Just go old school with this one. When you say old school, you mean just the traditional? Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I, I don't know. Well, the Lakers are in town. You yeah, want to show? You want to? You got company. You know, you see, you got your rich your rich uncle coming but see, by. But the rich uncle sure gets you... at least the Lakers get it. They got three uniforms. That's it. 
Yeah, you wash the baseboards when your rich uncle comes over because he judges. Yeah, but they they were yellow. <laughs> they wear white on Sundays. And they wear purple. And they wear purple. That's it. At least Spurs had it right for a long time. Now, that SATX jersey that they wore, what was it night before last? You don't like it. I hate that one. I don't like it. feels G League-ish or it what? It does. It, feel, it feels like it was made for a video game. Or a fake NBA team. Like when a Billy Eilish. So Billy, it looks better on the internet than it did on the court it, on their bodies. It looks like if, okay, I want you to make me a, a professional uniform that looks like a professional uniform for a team that doesn't exist. And that's what that essay. So was. I know what you're saying. So it looks like the uniforms that they l- use for movies yes. that can't get the license for. Right. Radio. So that's what that SATX looks like. It looks like, um, we can't use it officially. So just make sure they know it's San Antonio. It just doesn't look right in the, I don't know. But I'm that's your opinion. You, you but I'm picking on those uniforms, and especially last night, you wanted to go legit. The uh, <laughs> they should get a refund. YouTuber, shout out to the YouTubers chiming in. Thanks for everybody to subscribing to the Silver yes. and Black and to the R and R show on the regular on our YouTube feed.